Open the Word of God with me this morning to Galatians chapter 4. We have a beautiful day in front of us. The Lord is so gracious and kind to us. This afternoon it's going to be 72 degrees. The humidity is dropping in half from now until then. Regardless of what we do this afternoon, the Lord's shining upon us brightly. The Bible says that even the land of Israel was in great darkness until the Lord Jesus Christ arrived with His apostles, let alone the North American continent. Do you know what was happening here 2,000 years ago when Jesus and His apostles burst on the scene? Total darkness and ignorance of the, the worst magnitude possible. It's hard to imagine that beings called human worshipped, thought, and lived like they did. But by the grace of God, here we are. The sun is shining upon us. The sun outside there, part of our solar system, and the sun of righteousness is here inside with us. Galatians chapter 4 is part of Paul's effort to save the churches of Galatia, which is western Turkey, from the inroads of Jewish legalists. And all six chapters of that this epistle are given to this project of saving them from those that would add circumcision and the law of Moses to Jesus Christ in order to be saved. And the route he's going to take in the first seven verses of Galatians 4 is to draw a comparison to a child that is the heir of a large family estate. That while he's a child, he's treated like a servant. All you children should realize it's not, nothing's changed under the sun. Right. Uh, even the heir is treated like a servant until he comes of age, in the age of emancipation and freedom, and the estate begins its transfer to him. And this is really a ridicule of Gentiles, and it's a ridicule of Jewish legalists, because as Gentiles, we weren't even sons treated like servants. Right. We were cattle. We weren't even close to the inheritance of God. They were the chosen people of the Lord. So I'm going to read to you the first seven verses. Follow along. It's a parable being given. It's a, it's a proverb. It's, a, it's an obscure comparison. It's a metaphor of what it was like before the Gospel came for the Jews. Verse 1 of Galatians 4. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be lord of all, but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father. Even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth His Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because ye are sons, God hath sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father, wherefore thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if a son than an heir of God through Christ. And amen. In verse 1, the heir of an estate is treated like a servant while he's a child. 
verse 2, the Father appoints teachers and guides, counselors for Him to instruct Him so that He'll be a fit inheritor of the estate. Verse 3, we Jews, when we were children in the childish state of the church of Jesus Christ, were held in bondage under the elements of the world. Those elements of the world are the rudimentary aspects of true religion, and that's all that was found in the Old Testament. They're called of the world. This is Old Testament religion. This is not living like pagan Gentiles. This is Old Testament religion. It's called the elements of the world because it was elementary education in the true religion of God. And it's called of the world because it was carnal, sensually, and earthly instead of spiritual and heavenly. Verse 4, But when the fullness of the time was come, in God's providential disposing of His dispensations, God sent forth His Son, which we're learning about in John chapter 1. God sent forth His Son. That Son was made of a woman. That's why we're, we believe in incarnate sonship. The Son of God was made of a woman. Made under the law, which was the elements of the world. Verse 5, to redeem them. What was His purpose in coming? To die on the cross and buy us back from the claims of God's law that we might receive the adoption of sons. Verse 6, And because ye are sons, there's a transition taking place here that is now including these Gentiles, because ye are sons, God hath sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. This is a drastic change for Gentiles to be full of the Holy Ghost and crying, Abba, Father, to the God of the Jews. And it's all a consequence of what Jesus did. There had never been a group of Gentiles in the history of the world for 4,000 years that called upon God as Father by the Holy Spirit. These are drastic changes, and they're all centered around what's happening in John chapter 1. Jesus came. Verse 7, Wherefore? Thou art no more a servant, but a son. Now he's wrapping Jews and Gentiles together. And if a son, then an heir of God, not through the law, not through Moses, through Christ. And we are here today to celebrate the Lord Jesus Christ. We Gentiles. In their writings, the Jews refer to, not their kind writings, they refer to us in some of their kinder passages as goyim. We're cattle. Because we're Gentiles. But we are the sons of God by the Lord Jesus Christ. And if ye be Christ, then you're Abraham's true seed, according to the third chapter of this very epistle. The elementary aspects of God's religion were for 1,500 years from Moses till Christ and John the Baptist. Since that time, the kingdom of God's been preached and we want to press into it today. Let us pray. Our Father and God, we thank Thee in Jesus' name for the fullness of time in which You sent forth Your Son made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem those that were condemned by that law. And Heavenly Father, we know from Romans chapter 2 that the Jews were condemned by the written law and we Gentiles were condemned by that law being written in our hearts whereby our consciences condemned us. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for this privilege today that we are no longer under a schoolmaster, but have been led to Christ and the liberty of the Gospel. 
the gospel of liberty, the law of liberty. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. We're thankful, Heavenly Father, for all that you have saved us from and that you have brought us Gentiles into your flock. We thank thee for the Lord Jesus Christ, that great shepherd of the sheep, the good shepherd, the chief shepherd. He is our Lord and our Savior. We put confidence and hope nowhere else but in Him. Heavenly Father, we pray for Your blessing upon us. O Lord, let these chapters with minutiae, great detail about the beginning of the kingdom of God, the beginning of the church, the beginning of the gospel, reach into our souls and enlighten us and enliven us and empower us with divine power that we would live out and rejoice with great thanksgiving before Thee, our Abba Father. We are blessed abundantly. But Heavenly Father, our flesh is weak. Our spirits are indeed willing. Bless us this day in our new man. Strengthen us and quicken us according to Thy precepts, lest we be dragged down by our flesh with all that we can muster. We say that we are glad to be in the house of the Lord. And we pray that You will stir us up yet more, that we'll be even more thankful for having been with the Lord's people on the Lord's day to open the Lord's Word in the Lord's temple. Forgive us our sins. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Forgive us the coldness and slothfulness of our hearts. And oh Lord, show us the Messiah. Show us the Christ. Let us respond like Philip. Let us read the pages of Scripture and know that we have in writing the great promise that Jesus made to Nathaniel that he would see far greater things than merely the omniscience of our Lord. We thank Thee that we have the complete revelation and we wait for Your Son from heaven to come for us and take us unto Thyself that we might truly be the heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ, and to inherit and to inhabit the new heavens and the new earth. All because of the Lamb of God that came into the world and took away the sin of the world. It's in Jesus' name that we humble ourselves before Thee. For without Thy blessing, we shall not be blessed. And ask Thee to be with us, among us, and to teach us from Thy Word and by Thy Spirit, in Jesus' name, and for His honor and glory. Amen.